0: Welcome back to our teaching in the book of Exodus. Now, the last time we were here in chapter 25, we were dealing with the articles, that is, those particular items that were in the most holy place in the tabernacle. Now, if you have not looked at the previous video that we did in chapter 25 about these things... You want to go back and take a look at it because it may be even harder or more difficult to understand when we talk about these items in chapter 26 and possibly in the future. So you want to get a good grounding as we move through chapters 25, 26, 27 on the tabernacle itself and its construction and all of the articles that are in the tabernacle and their spiritual meanings behind it, okay? But anyway, but the last time we were here, we were looking at the Ark of the Covenant. We were looking at a description of how the Ark of the Covenant was to be made and the spiritual insight or meaning to the Ark of the Covenant, which was that the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence or dealt with the presence of God. It was where the Shekinah glory, or as you've heard me say a thousand times, God localized his presence in that particular item, the Ark of the Covenant. It was the most sacred of all the items in the tabernacle because it was literally the place where God would shine forth his glory between those two cherubim. So we talked about the Ark of the Covenant. Then we talked about the table of showbread. And the table of showbread was this whole, another table. And no, we we remember too, as we deal with these things, we talked about what they were made of, like if it was made of wood, representing man, if it was made made of gold, representing the issue of God. And all of this, as we have said earlier, all of the tabernacles, all of the articles of the tabernacle, the construction of the tabernacle, the tabernacle in totality represent Jesus Christ, our Lord in some way or another. So that's what led me to that. This point was when we talked about the goal, it speaks of Christ's divinity. When it talks about the wood, it speaks of his humanity for our Lord was both what? 100% God, 100% man at the same time. And this Ark of the Covenant, represented the divine person of Jesus he was absolutely divine that is simply God but anyway then the next item was the table of showbread and remember also too about those uh what it was made of we're not going to rehash that construction go back and look at the chapter okay But it was a place where the loaves, you'll find 12 loaves representing the tribes of Israel, were to be placed atop of the showbread. And its indication was that God would provide it. And how did God provide? He provided for man's salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say? I am the bread of life. I am the bread that gives life. So again, it is by faith in Jesus alone that man acquires. He is able to obtain life through faith in Jesus. But anyway, again, all of it speaks of Jesus our Lord. Then after the table of showbread, we saw the lampstand. And the lampstand or sometimes called the candelabra. Oh, and the table of showbread was sometimes called You'll see it in scripture, the bread of the presence. But the other item was the candelabra, and we saw it had those uh six branches, and then that middle, uh little cuts. not much of a it's not a branch, but it's something that secured those six branches on and gave stability to the item. But nevertheless, this lampstand was lit lit by the priest to give light in the holy place, because remember. In the most holy place, where only the Ark of the Covenant was, the Shekinah glory, the light of God's presence, lit the room, okay? Then there is another room, because you're going to find out that the holy place and the most holy place, most holy place consider it as where God was dwelling, the most holy place was separated from the holy place by a curtain. We'll talk about that when we get into chapter 26. Okay. And the light that was in that room came from the candelabra or the menorah or the lampstand. All three things are basically the same thing, saying the same thing about the same item. And this speaks of Christ being the light of the world. Remember when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who walks after me should not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life and then again notice what it said concerning Jesus in the beginning was the Word the Word was with God the Word was God and this Word of God Jesus I believe that's in John 1 and 18 he manifested the glory of God he manifested the glory of God in him was the light he was the light And again, a meaning for the candelabra. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So it indicates the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Okay, so let's just stop there. That covers our review of chapter 25. Now we're going to get into chapter 26. As we further talk about the uh, The tabernacle or should we even say the holy place and the most holy place and we will begin to deal with the coverings of the holy place as well as that those uh, things that will give the holy place its stability. But we'll talk about all of that as we work our way through as well as the whole issue concerning the outside of the tabernacle. Now one thing I want to make clear to you when you go when we start reading in chapter 26 and it talks about the tabernacle it is speaking of that inner construction that is the holy place and the most holy place now even though they were separated by a curtain as far as structures is concer- structures are concerned it was one structure and that structure was called simply the tabernacle. Okay. Now we use the tabernacle terminology and it is used in even in scripture, speaking of the whole thing. That is, remember the whole of the tabernacle consisted of the outer court. Remember in the outer court you had what? The altar of burnt offering, the laver where the priest would wash. This would have artificial light because there is no covering for it. Okay. And then as you move even further towards the west, you would come into the holy place and the most holy place. And this is that little thing, okay, that is called here, the tabernacle, and they would have curtains all around it where no artificial light could enter, okay? So this is what we're gonna talk about, those particular coverings that went over the holy place, most holy place, one construction, here simply called the tabernacle, not the whole of the tabernacle, but that section of it. All right. So now let's start in chapter 26. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with 10 curtains of fine twisted linen and blue and purple and scarlet. You shall make them with cherubim the work of a skillful workman. So now we're talking about those curtains on the inside. Now you have to catch this part. These are the curtains as we deal with the holy, holy place and the most holy place. These are the curtains that are within, that are inside. So if you walk inside of the most holy place or the or, or the, I'm sorry, Yes, that's correct, the most holy place. This is what you would see on the curtains, okay? What would you see? The color blue. Blue simply is representative of divinity or heaven itself. Then the purple is representative of royalty and the scarlet red is representative of the blood. Remember what we keep saying, all of these things have some sense of representation for Jesus. Even the curtains and everything in some way or another speaks to Jesus or what he will do. So the blue of heaven speaks of Jesus is from what? From heaven, he came down from heaven. And the purple royalty, he is born king of the Jews. So Jesus is a king. And then scarlet, the red, speaks of the blood that he would shed for us, okay? And then he said, in these particular curtains for the most holy place, you would also place the cherubim. Remember the cherubim were the highest order of angel. So therefore it speaks of the grandeur and the glory of Jesus as God dwelling in the midst of the angels, the highest order of them. And these were the curtains for the most holy place, okay? Two, the length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits, the width of each curtain, four cubits, and all the curtains shall have the same measurement. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the measurements, but I will show you a picture to give you some idea of what the curtains are not just simply the curtains, but the holy place and the most holy place look like. And you can visualize how these curtains would be over these particular things or in the door of these particular things as we move through the scripture. And also to remember when it talks about um, the cubit, the cubit is approximately 18 inches. So you can go through all of those measurements itself. Five curtains shall be joined to one another. And the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. You shall make loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set. And likewise, you shall make them on the edge of the curtain that is the outermost in the second set. You shall make 50 loops in one curtain and you shall make 50 loops on the edge of the other curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite each other. You shall make 50 clasps of gold and join the curtains to one another with the clasp so that the tabernacle will be a unit. So all this simply saying is, you're gonna make for each two curtains that you do have, okay, for all of the curtains that you do have, two of them, they will be joined together in twos and joined together with a clasp, a gold ring. And remember, gold speaks of what again? the divine nature, the royalty of God, the excellence of God, the glory of God. So notice, and it's always particular to notice when we begin to change the colors, or I'm sorry, the metals, (laughs) the metals that I use because the metals do have a message within itself. Notice once again, where are you? In the most holy place where God manifests his presence where the Ark of the Covenant, that chest, the most holiest of items is there. And these are the curtains that will surround the most holy place. And that's why you'll see uh, the, the uh, the purple, the gold, the scarlet, speaks of Christ, and the cherubim. Because what? It is the very presence of God. How God, it is basically symbolic of how God himself is surrounded by cherubim the highest order of angels and so therefore these things are being depicted in the curtain that surrounds the most holy place where god dwelling manifesting his glory okay and that's why you see also those gold rings that bring the curtains together because god is present that's the idea of that all right so those are the curtains that surround The most holy place, the most sacred of all places. Remember, the holy place was a place that only the high priest could go. He could only go one time of year on Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. And there he would sprinkle, he would take his finger and put blood upon the mercy seat for himself as well as for the people seeking the forgiveness of the nation for that year, okay? But that just lets you know the sacredness of that place. And even, might as well give you a little more information. The high, the high priest at the edge of his garment, the, the, the bottom of him, would wear bells of pomegranate. They would look like pomegranates, but they would be bells. And also, he would wear a rope around his ankle peradventure, when the high priest himself goes into that most holiest of places, if God found him, did not receive him, God would strike him dead. And since no other person could go into the uh, most holy place to even retrieve his body, that's why they put that rope in. So if they stopped hearing those bells jingling, that means something is wrong. He's not moving around in there. And after a while they would understand God killed him and he was dead in the most holy place. And they would take that rope tied to his ankle and literally pull him out. (laughs) Nobody else would go in. All right, enough of that. Now let's continue on. Verse number seven. Then you shall make curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make 11 curtains in all. The length of each curtain shall be 30 cubits and the width of each curtain four cubits. The 11 curtains shall have the same measurements. You shall join five curtains by themselves and other six curtains by themselves. And you shall double over the sixth curtain at the front of the tent. Okay. So now here are the curtains for the holy place. Remember in the holy place, these were, this was also where there was no light. Remember, the only light that you would have in the holy place would be given from the candelabra. Now, this would be the place in the tabernacle, the holy place, most holy place. But this holy place would be the place where the normal priests would do their service. That is, they would service the candelabra. They would service the table of showbread, the bread of the presence, that is. They would also table service the, uh, the, the table of incense they would service that table now we haven't talked about that yet we'll get to it later but the table of incense was in front of the curtain that divided the most holy place from the holy place so the priests would do their services in this particular place in the holy place and this is the curtain that shall be over the tent over the holy place okay but now let's go on uh 10, you shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the first set and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall make 50 clasps of bronze and you shall put the clasps in the loops and join the tent together so that it will be a unit. Okay, so now what we basically have is the curtains themselves being erected, and also like the first curtains over the holy place were joined together. The curtain of the most holy place was joined together. These curtains over the holy place likewise will be joined together. But now notice something here. When you start dealing with the clasp that joined the curtains, the clasp that joins the curtains are made of bronze. Bronze, you'll find, is the symbol of judgment. It is a symbol. It is the metal that is used for the symbol of God's judgment. Now, the reason that we have this is because the curtains in the, on the holy place are going to be exposed to the outside world. And when I say to the outside world, that is to the outside of the outer court of the whole of the tabernacle. Remember in the outer court, there is the light of the world. The light of the world is not good, it speaks of sin, okay? Also in the outer court, you're gonna find out, I don't wanna get to it later, but we'll get to it later, but let me make mention of it, will be the altar of burnt offerings where the sacrifice, the animals were killed, the blood was put on upon the, the altar, and their sacrifices were made, the offerings on the altar burnt offering. It always, because of the shedding of blood, because of the shedding of blood, deals with sin. So as these curtains are externally exposed to the outside world, that is to a place where sin must be dealt with, they are bound together by bronze clasps. Why again? Bronze symbolizes God's judgment. And what does God do with sin? God judges sin. How does he judge sin? Paul, for the wages of sin is death. The wages for sin is death. And so, therefore, that is this judgment issue that we see in the bronze. Okay, but let's move on. 12, the overlapping part that is left over in the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that is left over, shall lap over the back of the tabernacle. The cubit on one side and the cubit on the other side of what is left over in the length of the curtains of the tent shall lap over the sides of the tabernacle on one side and on the other to cover it. You shall make covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and covering the porpoise skins above. So basically what we have is this. These are the outer curtains that cover the whole, the whole of both holy place and the most holy place. Remember, in the inside of the holy place, you have the decorative, beautiful colors. You got that? But on the outside, there is a covering on the the outside. That is, if you were standing outside and looking at the most holy place, remember, holy place, holy place, most holy place, One article, there's one unit, like one building, so to speak, and inside it has that curtain, that device that separates the most holy place from the holy place. But if you were on the outside looking at that whole unit, you would see this outer covering you would have to go inside into the holy place to be, to see the ornate coverings that is the inner curtains that were ornate with the blue and the and the red and the and scarlet and then as you approach the most holy place you'll see the same thing but plus the cherubim so what we're talking about here is these are the outer coverings of that whole unit of the holy place, most holy place, okay? In, inside cur- curtains are different. These are the outside curtains and the outside coverings. And notice what it said here. The coverings should be made of ram skin and even porpoise skin. The purpose for this was simply to provide protection. So for instance, if it rained or something of that nature, okay, so it provided an extra level of protection from the rain as well as it kept people from the outside of seeing the beauty of the curtains on the inside. So this was for added protection. All right, let's keep going to the boards and the sockets. Remember, these are all what we've been talking about thus far, simply curtains. The curtains have to hang on something. They have to be maintained. And so there will be boards and those boards will have sockets for the ground to stabilize the boards. And these are the boards that the curtains themselves would hang up on. 15, then you shall make the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood. Remember we talked about wood, speaking of what once again, humanity and all of it speaking of whom again, Jesus in one way or another. Here, the humanity of our Lord. Standing upright, and that is the board board standing upright so you can hang the curtains on the board and also hang the curtains over all of the unit, okay? Not all of the whole of the tabernacle, but all of that holy place, most holy place, that unit part. But anyway, 10 cubits shall be length of each board and one and a half cubits the width of each board. There shall be two tenons for each board fitted to one another. Thus you shall do for all the boards of the tabernacle. So these are the boards for the holy place most holy place that he's just talking about holy place most holy place okay this is not for the surrounding the whole of the tabernacle which includes the outside court all right this is not talking about that but once again the boards that make up the holy place that inner sanctum okay uh 18, you shall make the boards for the tabernacle, 20 boards for the south side. You should, Notice again, the, term, the use of the term tabernacle, holy place, most holy place as a unit. You shall make 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for its two tenants, two sockets under another board for its two tenants, and for the second side of the tabernacle, on the north side, 20 boards, and there are forty sockets of silver, two sockets under one board, two sockets under another board. Okay, so now we're talking about the north and the south side, which is the long length of it. Remember, the the length of it, the length of it was twice as much as the width of the tabernacle. And that's the idea. Okay. So for those boards they're gonna be used for the north and the south side of the holy place, most holy place. We just call it what the tabernacle is called here. Those those boards will have sockets of silver and silver speaks of the price that was paid for our Lord. For what? Jesus was betrayed by Judas for 30 pieces of silver. And notice now silver is not as expensive, as valuable as gold. But once again, it is still a valuable metal. And this valuable metal would form the basis where you'll take those uh, wooden boards and blank, put them in the sockets and bound them with the silver. Okay. So that's the idea that's going on here. All right. Uh, so where are we now? 22. For the rear of the tabernacle to the west, you shall make six boards. And so now we're talking about the ba- what would be on the back Of that unit. The back would be the very west of it. So we got the sides, the sides, and now we got to get the back, the back of the tabernacle unit, okay? And it's basically the same idea. But what I do want you to notice is the west. From the moment you come in to the first gate, the first door, the curtain, now I'm, now I'm talking about the whole tabernacle, inclusive of a holy place, most holy place, that single unit and the outer court. OK, so from the moment you'll find out it's going to have curtains around it as well. And a door, a curtain that will serve as a door. So from the moment you come into that overall tabernacle into the first door, you will be moving towards the west. And as you move towards the west, you keep on moving in the outer court and then you come up to the holy place. The holy place is going to have a curtain. You're still moving the west. And then as you're inside of the holy place, there will be another door as you continue to move west. This will be the most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant is. Okay, the most holy place with another door and it will be there. As you move to the absolute west, you move towards the presence of God. So there is a symbolism as a man moves in the tabernacle to the west, towards the west, he gets closer and closer to the presence of God. As man moves to the east, he gets further and further away from the presence of God. You'll even find this type of symbolism in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis. You will note that when men begin to move away from God, now I'm not talking about the tabernacle, the tabernacle is not in Genesis at all, but away from God, that is spiritually, as men would move away from the presence of God, it would always be symbolized, they move to the east, always to the east. The east symbolized away from the presence of God. It's the same idea. And even as we have it here, the east further away from the Ark of the Covenant, from the very presence of God. The more you move to the west, the more you move towards the presence of God. Okay, enough of that. But let me go on. So we stopped at what? 22, 23 now. You shall make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle at the rear. And the two boards are simply to stabilize and give strength for the most holy holy place, for that tabernacle, uh, just simply to stabilize, so it'll be strong. They shall be double beneath, they and and together they shall complete to its top, to the first ring. Thus it shall be with both of them. They shall form two corners on each side. There shall be eight boards with their sockets of silver. We talked about the silver and what it means. Eight boards, 16 sockets, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under one another board. So again, he's just talking about the boards to the which you hang the curtains on and the silver sockets that will hold them up. Then you shall make bars of acacia wood. Now notice bars, remember acacia wood, humanity. Five for the boards of one side of the tabernacle, five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle for the rear side to the west. The middle bar in the center of the board shall pass through from end to end. Okay, and so basically these boards simply gave additional stability to the framework of the tabernacle itself so that it can be very stable. And that's the idea that's going here, okay? With all of these different board and one board going all the way north to south, just one single board, and then another additional five boards that you see. But the point is, it stabilizes the structure so that the curtains can hang upon them stably. Okay? 29, you shall overlay the boards. These are the boards that are stabilizing with gold. And remember what we said about gold? It speaks of what? Divinity. And what are we dealing with? The most holy place. And so, therefore, we can speak of the divinity of our Lord. OK, gold and make their rings, the rings that they are passed through of gold as holders for the bars that, that they will hold it, hold it together. The rings that are passed through and you shall overlay the bars with gold, too. And it speaks of, again, what divine nature of God, gold. Then you shall erect the tabernacle according to its plan, which you have been shown in the mountain. And so now the tabernacle, speaking of, remember, holy place, most holy place, that's what he's calling the tabernacle, is now basically complete. We have now the the Ark of the Covenant has been done. We have the curtains and how the curtains should appear. That's also done outside as well as inside That thing has been done and the boards that you hang the curtains on to stabilize it. The boards standing up and the other boards to give it stationary and to keep it stationary. So all of this has been done for that place where you go into holy place, the tabernacle, holy place, most holy place. Okay. now verse number 31. Now let's talk about. The curtain that will be the doorway. Remember what I just told you earlier. When you move from room to room, the door that you go into it is not a door as we understand it, but it is a curtain and is also called the veil. This is the same idea of the veil of the temple that was rent, that was split from top to bottom when Jesus died. Remember that? In the New Testament, when Jesus died, the veil of the tent was written top to bottom. Why? Because the veil separates. It separates what? The outer court from the inner court. It separates what? The inner court from the most holy place where God is. And it was that veil, the veil that separated the inner court from the most holy place, that was ripped apart by God himself at the death of Jesus, simply indicating man through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ is no longer separated from God. Okay. But enough of that, we need to be dealing with this 31. You shall make a veil of blue, purple, scarlet, fine twisted linen, and it shall be made with cherubim. So notice again, the blue, we talked about that of heaven, the purple, the royalty of Jesus, all of it's about Jesus, scarlet, the blood of Jesus, and then it talked about made it with fine twisted linen, precious, good material, and made with those cherubim. All of these things are to be engraved in the curtain on the door of the most holy place, or so the door that leads to the most holy place, or the curtain, the veil had this very decorative material. Why? Because remember, in the most holy place, you're into the presence of God. So you can see why it's so decorative for God who dwells between the angels, the cherubim. All right. You shall hang it on four pillars of acacia, of acacia overladen once again with gold. Because think about where you are, where these curtains are. Their hooks also being of gold. Again, where you are right before the curtain, at the curtain of the most holy place, on the four sockets of silver, where you be gonna be planted at. okay? Silver, the blood of Jesus. All right. But anyway, you shall hang up the veil under the claps and shall bring in the ark of the testimony. The ark of the testimony was that. Chest that we talked about with those two cherubim go back and check out chapter 55 that was set up on that were attached to the mercy seat made of solid gold sitting upon the chest the Ark of the Covenant where you had what the law of the covenant inside of this thing later on you're going to find out there are going to be some additional things added inside of the Ark of the Covenant Aaron's rod that budded and a pot of manna. Aaron's rod, that buddy would be added to show God's personal selection for the priesthood. That is the family of Aaron. We'll get into all of that in the book of Numbers. And then the manna, which would be a preservation of the manna that God uh, gave, he allowed come to the ground for 40 years for the nation of Israel while they were on their way to the promised land. You know, they're wandering in the wilderness thing. To be preserved as a reminder of how God provided for them all those years. But anyway, that's not in this text. But I just wanted to throw that in as well. Um, I was at 33. So the veil, the Ark of the Testimony there within the veil that is on the other side of it in the most holy place. And the veil shall serve as what? A partition between What? The holy place and the holy of holies. So this is the door that separates the holy place. Remember, in the holy place was what? The candelabra, and you're gonna find out later on, the altar of incense and the table of showbread. Remember, that holy place from what? The most holy place where only the Ark of the Covenant was, the Shekinah light of God was there, right? That doorway separates that. You shall 34 put the mercy seat on the Ark of the Testimony in the Holies of Holies. We talked about the mercy seat in last, last, uh, last chapter, chapter 25. Remember the mercy seat, solid gold with the angel, the two cherubims facing one another that set atop of the chest of the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is basically considered to be one piece, but actually it was two, it was made of two, constructed of two different things. That is the mercy seat with the cherubim and then that chest. And the mercy seat with the cherubim will be set on top of the chest, okay? Uh, You shall set the table outside the veil and the lamps, okay, now here's what, the, when it's the table, this throws you because it simply says the table. Here is now the mention, the first time it's mentioned, the altar of incense. And this was a, a something also made of gold. And gold. And the altar of incense was a place that had coals on it where you would burn this fragrant oil. You would burn, burn, burn a, a certain oil uh, on top of the altar of incense and it will produce smoke because, and remember the altar of incense is directly in front of the curtain that separates the most holy from the holy place. So right outside the curtain of the most holy place, right outside is the altar of incense where the priest would come, keep, that, keep it burning, Keep the oil on and the oil is constantly making smoke. Why is this is important and what does this indicate? It indicates the prayers of God's people going up before God. God's prayer, the prayer of God's people going up before him. Why? On the other side of the curtain is the Ark of the Covenant. Representing whom? God. And so here this altar of incense basically represents us our prayers, but once again, our prayers through the Lord Jesus Christ, because no man can come unto God but through Him. So, therefore, even our prayers can't reach God except through Jesus. That's why we do all things in the name. Jesus, Okay. But anyway, so that's the altar of incense. So that's what it's talking about. And that's directly in front of the curtain, the table outside of the veil. And then the lampstand opposite the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And remember the lampstand is the candelabra, the menorah, which gives the light in the room. Because remember now, even in the holy place, There is no light from the outside. It's completely covered with the curtains, most holy place as well as the holy place. It's all covered with curtains. So you can't see without the light of the candelabra. It's there, and then what else? Uh, you shall put the table on the north side. And this table here is the table of showbread. Remember, we've already talked about the table of showbread, where the bread will be placed. Speaking of God's provision, Jesus is the bread of life. Okay. But anyway, so this table is now spinning. Now, all of the articles in both the holy pla- most holy place, Ark of the Covenant, and the holy place, lampstand, table of, uh, uh, altar of incense, table of showbread. All of those articles have now been spoken of as well as the coverings of the tent, all right? So now let's go on and bring it into it. You shall make a screen for the doorway of the tent, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver. Now this curtain is a doorway the most to the holy place so remember we already got our doorway to the most holy place and they had what those cherubim in it this is a similar curtain but this curtain lacks the reason why the cherubim had it was presence of god now this uh doorway curtain lacks the cherubim because what it is the curtain that leads into the holy place so you're not To the presence of God, yet you're moving in that direction, but you are now entering to enter the holy place from the outside, from the from the outer court, to enter the enter the holy place from the outer court, you would go through this curtain. And this curtain would not have the cherubim. It would be as it's described with the blue and the purple and the scarlet. And we've talked about what those things mean already okay so now we have what the two curtains that are in the one would be the uh inner curtain two curtains in the tabernacle when we speak of the tabernacle here we're talking about the holy place most holy place as one unit okay the two one curtain for the most holy place to go into that another place to in order to get into the holy place from the outside is the curtain for the holy place so now we got both curtains 37 final verse. You shall make five pillars of acacia for the screen and overlay them with gold. Their hooks also being of gold, because what again, gold representing uh, the divinity of God. And also these are it is still in the holy place. OK, and you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them. Why is now facing the outer court. And where the out, what happens in the outer court, as we talked about this earlier, in the outer court, you deal with sin. That's where you have the altar of burnt offerings that we've already talked about all of that. OK, so now we have the full construction of the tabernacle, as spoken of here. Holy place, most holy place, the, the structure of it with the wood that holds the curtains. We have the articles that are contained in the holy place. And those three articles, altar of incense, candelabra, table of showbread, and the altar of incense being directly in front of the curtain that leads to the most holy place where the presence of God is made manifest, where you have the ark of the covenant itself. Remember the chest with the covering of the mercy seat and the uh, cherubim wings pointed towards one another. So now we have that full construction of that with its curtains and its doorway and that ends chapter 26. So join me next time, as we continue on with the tabernacle, and we move now from the tabernacle, that is, okay. let me say it clearly, because it'll get a little confusing. We move now from that inner construction holy place, most holy place, and now we move into the outer court. And remember what we said about the outer court, it has no covering. It is, when you, the light that you see, Comes from the word because you look up no covering but if you were in the holy place most holy place you look up you'll see those coverings of skins over you okay but now we're getting ready to go into the outer court and there will basically be two articles in the outer court the laver where the pre let me start this way the altar of burn offering which is the first item that you're going to see where there will be sacrifices, where sin must be dealt with. And then as you continue to move west, remember what happens with the west? Moving closer and closer to the presence of God, you'll find the labor. Once sin has been dealt with, then the priests would wash. They would wash themselves before they enter into the curtains of the holy place. But anyway, we're not going to get into those descriptors right now, but... the the tabernacle as a whole, beautiful picture, speaks of Jesus. If you didn't understand some things, go back and look at it again. But next week, we'll get into the outside, that is the outer court, where we'll deal with those articles that I just mentioned. All right, guys, glad you joined me. And remember to continue to support the ministry, we do need your support. But anyway, see you next time.